Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Russell Talk Podcast. I'm your host. You don't usually hear your you don't usually hear my voice first, but it's Tempest here, joined by very special guest, maybe soon to be not just a guest, maybe soon to be more than a guest. It's SP3, everybody. What's going on, man? I'm doing well. Happy to be here with the smartest man, the most knowledgeable person in professional wrestling media, my man, Tempest. Uh, we, we we had a, the last time I saw you, we had a trivia battle. So it's good to see you on nice, uh, you know, mutual ground. <laughs> I was about to say it's much less aggressive terms this time. We're just here talking about a, a fairly nothing happening episode of NXT until you get into the end. So it, it should be a much more chill environment. It should be a much nicer, calmer, friendlier environment. And that's good. What's what's going on, man? It's been it's been a while. You know, we 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 had a good little run there of doing like New Japan shows and, I know. and things like that. And then Wrestling Daily kind of kicked up and and we kind of went our separate ways. But now we've come back together for the sake of NXT. So what what's going on? I know, like, when we were reviewing New Japan shows over on True Hill Heat together, that was back when Evil just became IWGP yeah. <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> like, it was so much wonder and so much, like, what's going to happen? And then, you know, <laughs> we saw what happened. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how how we've we've grown at the same time. New Japan has become something else, but uh, I, great to see you. I've been, of course, being a father, uh, doing the YouTube channel True Hill Heat, as well as a whole bunch of other stuff from like Sports Keto Wrestling to Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, and then I've been doing more like TV and movie stuff. I've been catching up on like different shows, so I've been doing a lot of that and a lot of conversating throughout the world, not just in wrestling sticking there what have you been watching um my new show that i'm like addicted to now and i i sound like a bunch of the people i used to make fun of on twitter a few weeks ago is euphoria i yeah, love you yeah, I, 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 <laughs> that last episode oh my god lexi like 
she was maybe maybe in the middle ground as far as characters and she just sped up across everybody with our life is one of the best plays <laughs> based on someone's life that i've seen in a teen drama and i've seen quite a few because i'm a degrassi fan as well and i always yeah. say I, I said once i saw it i was like i understand the saying i saw on twitter degrassi walked so euphoria could fly <laughs> well hey man you're talking to a canadian so you're talking to the right guy <laughs> jimmy graham that's my guy <laughs> jimmy smith good no good mixing their names up anyway oh, no, you you called him by his real jimmy last graham. name and that is... <laughs> <laughs> i promise i know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah man i because i just watched that latest episode of euphoria last night to get caught up and man it was just non-stop tension, just like a guitar string tightening, waiting for something to snap. Because I kind of sit there and I realize it's like, I didn't realize just how much of the play it's just going to be. Oh, it's just going to be like the story of the show, but told to the rest of the characters that might not be aware just yet. Oh, boy. Get spicy. Absolutely, because you kind of really understand what Lexi's character is. She's kind of like mm. the spectator to everybody else's drama. You know, Cassie, who I, I despise that character the most. <laughs> I, I, I think the actress is great because she's able to make me hate her so much. But as far as a character, I hate Cassie's character. She's looking for love and all of that. So to see that portrayed on the play and see her reaction to it was awesome and then her in the bathroom that was like great acting like just oh. put her on a smile that's just her character in a nutshell and then of course that ending just exposing nate jacobs because f nate jacobs <laughs> <laughs> well i want to get i want to get into that but we will get into our actual thoughts on nxt because there is a wrestling prod podcast to interrupt our euphoria podcast here so we'll get into that make sure you you stay until the end and hear more of our thoughts if you are an audio listener and of course if you're a member watching here on youtube make sure that you keep watching because we've got more to say about euphoria until then these are our thoughts on nxt It's the Rascal Talk Podcast, and I'm over on the wrong side today. What's going on, everybody? Tempest is here with the one and only, the good brother, SP3, to talk about NXT. Glorious. Sort of. Not really glorious, because he doesn't have the song. But it's glorious. He won't give in. He won't give in till he's victorious. Bobby Roode has returned to NXT for the first time in, like, almost five years it's a long time so if you want to have your thoughts and, and feelings read out about bobby Roode's return to nxt or just your thoughts about nxt in general or your thoughts about raw aew doesn't matter send in your thoughts to wrestletalk.com support and you will read out all of the ultra chats before we get through this show today sp3 there is something going on outside your window my friend Yes, this is how it is to be in New York City. You hear sirens at 10 a.m. in the morning. For everyone who is in the UK, <laughs> it is the afternoon. This is a morning in New York City. But I am glad to be here with the most knowledgeable man in professional wrestling media, Tempest. And 
we're on mutual ground. We're here to talk about NXT. We had a very great uh, main event, in my opinion, and an exciting finish to kind of build up to next week's main event. So I'm glad to be here to talk about this episode. Well, I'm glad you're here, too. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly... Certainly a little bit perplexed about everything that's happened. I, I thought I thought Pete and I had a bit of a, a plan a week ago before the the most recent set of predictions, and then he, he bailed on the on the SmackDown podcast, and he's bailed on me again today. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm here with a wonderful, wonderful co-host in in SP3 here, the good brother himself, and we're here to talk about Bobby Roode. That is the point here. Not jam that championship nonsense. We're here to talk about Bobby Roode. So this show started with a promo from Braun Breaker where he basically came out and he talked about NXT Stand and Deliver. They they shot the angles for their next big show. This one will be kind of more in line with like the War Games show, given that it's like on a separate day from the usual Wednesdays compared to Halloween Havoc, New Year's Evil, or Vengeance Day. These were all just special episodes of NXT. This is going to be a big event. So... It looks like we're going to get Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler in the main event of that show, which sounds good to me. But Braun Breaker comes out, talks about defending the title in NXT Stand and Deliver. He is then interrupted by Dolph Ziggler, who tells Braun Breaker that he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo. Damn right. No sleeves, though. I feel like you need sleeves for a Canadian tuxedo. But he said that he's not going to make it to NXT Stand and Deliver as the NXT champion and told him that he's going to be banned from ringside during his main event match with Tommaso Ciampa that night. Pretty solid promo, I thought, but it led into the main event where we had Tommaso Ciampa against Dolph Ziggler, and they were having a pretty fun little main event match. Really, it was the only match on the show I thought was was worthy of note. Like, most of the other matches were pretty short. Nothing really happening. But this one, they were going all out. They were hitting finishers, kicking out of big near falls. And eventually, eventually, Tommaso Ciampa was hit with a, a cameraman. It was under a hood. Who could it possibly be? But... The one and only Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, the other half of the Dirty Dogs, former NXT champion, returning to the brand for the first time since 2017. It allowed Dolph Ziggler to hit a super kick and get the win, pretty much setting up Dolph Ziggler as the number one contender for the NXT title. But then Braun Breaker ran them both off and they had a big brawl to close out the show. SP3, what are your initial thoughts about Bobby Roode, a former NXT champion, returning to NXT 2.0? Well, it adds another name from Raw over on NXT. So I've been really liking this whole symmetry that we've been seeing between NXT and Raw. You know, we get it more in the mid card. So I would love to see it, you know, more prominently featured in the main event because Raw doesn't have a main event title. So you can feature this type of stuff in the main event. But slow, steady progression. We had the AJ Styles and Grayson Waller uh, feud that saw some interaction. And now we got, you know, Tomasa Champa on Raw this week teaming up with Finn Balor. Then we got Bobby Roode showing up on NXT. It's a return of a former NXT champion. So that adds something new. And the Dirty Dogs in the tag team division in NXT feels bigger than them on Raw or SmackDown. So them in the main event scene against Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa next week should be a lot of fun. I like this main event. I felt like the finish was kind of telegraphed. And when it was the cameraman, I was kind of hoping it was like Tony D'Angelo, honestly. I wanted it because Tony D doesn't have a feud going on. Like Dolph Ziggler paid him off to attack Tommaso Ciampa just to start something new to kind of put, you know, Dolph Ziggler on the path to Braun Breaker while Tommaso Ciampa starts something new as well. But 
the opening segment and as well as the show overall for me i watched monday night raw and that's the first raw on the road to wrestlemania with six weeks away i felt more hype for nxt stand and deliver on this episode of nxt than i felt any type of wrestlemania season energy on monday night raw so that's one positive about this show overall I, I feel that. I feel that. And I said at the end of my edited review, which has not gone out yet, keep 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 tabs on Russell Talk main channel for my NXT review coming later today. But I feel like if the top two matches of Stand and Deliver are going to be Braun Breaker against Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title and then Tommaso Ciampa against Bobby Roode, that's a pretty good top half of a card. You know, if yeah. those are your top two matches, I think those are two pretty good top matches. So I'm looking forward to that very much. And it'll be interesting to see because we haven't seen very much out of Bobby Roode on the main roster pretty much ever. Like he had a good run with Chad Gable as Raw Tag Team Champions, and they were having like incredible matches on house shows with the Revival and things like that. But as far as being like an established protected star, the ball was dropped on Bobby Roode, like basically right out of the gate. Short run as U.S. champion, but otherwise never a top star, never a top star on the main roster. So it'll be interesting to see how he's portrayed now back in NXT, because I still do see the separation between the main roster and NXT, where you can have Dolph Ziggler be Dolph Ziggler on the main roster as much as you want. But when he comes down to NXT, he does feel like a bigger star. And I feel like the same is true for Bobby Roode. So it'll be interesting to see where where all this goes. And like you said, this is a pretty good main event. You know, this was a pretty fun main event. Finish may have been telegraphed. Fine, sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you that. No doubt, no doubt in my mind. But it is Bobby Roode the kind of guy that you want to see coming back down to NXT because really he's not doing anything on the main roster. Like I just said, he is a former NXT champion, but he, on, on top of that, he was still kind of like an NXT champion from a weird era of NXT. Like that 2017 yeah. stretch was kind of an era of NXT that it was right after that 2016 brand split where they gutted the NXT roster. They called up all the stars all at once. And you had, you know, a lot less talent on NXT than you would see before or since. But Bobby Roode was one of those guys that kind of like carried the flag during those years, kind of like a, a Eugene Nagata of NXT, perhaps carrying it during the down years. So what do you, what do you think about, you know, stars returning to NXT in general? And in this case, Bobby Roode. I like this type of usage. Guys like Bobby Roode, guys like Dolph Ziggler that don't really have things going on on the main roster. They just feel more important when they go down to NXT, you know, because they've kind of stripped everything away and they've rebranded it. I think it, it would be kind of different, you know, if he was going back to the old NXT. Then that's like a returning kind of hero coming back to say hello to the little kitties that are there now. Whereas this one kind of just feels like he's a star that's providing star power to the show that's going to help out the younger guys by working with them. And I would love for other stars on Raw that are not really getting used. Like I thought of an, another tag team on Raw that could get a lot of use out of being in the tag team division in NXT is the Hurt Business. 
Cedric Alexander mm. and Shelton Benjamin and Shelton Benjamin, someone that's been in the in the company for over 15 years. He adds a lot if he can work with the young guys like Braun Breaker. Like I would love to see him mm. and Carmelo Hayes. Oh, my God. What a banger they would have if they get 10, 15 minutes on an episode of NXT and just putting them in the tag team division and working with the Creed brothers because the Creed brothers kind of had this Steiner energy and working with someone who's athletic like Shelton Benjamin, someone who's so versatile as Cedric Alexander, that can add so much so like i said like dirty dogs being on nxt just feels a lot more than it is on the main roster that i want to see more of this i want to see cesaro go back down to nxt i want to see ricochet have a few bangers with cameron grimes pete dunn and carmelo hayes i want to see all of this i think there's a way to make this work where it adds a lot to nxt and it helps out the stars that aren't are being underutilized on raw and smackdown you really sold me on Shelton Benjamin right there. I gotta be honest. He's never been someone that I've thought about in that same sort of way. It's like, oh, he'd do well in a, in a return to NXT. But you you sold me. Shelton Benjamin against Braun Breaker? More need not be said. And that's before <laughs> getting into, into Shelton Benjamin versus Carmelo Hayes. So I completely agree with you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's get into some of your ultra chats, see what you guys kind of think about all this. Of course, our, our wonderful, wonderful moderators are sharing the links around, of course. If you want to have your thoughts read out on this show, make sure you send in an ultra chat, $5 US or higher to wrestletalk.com backslash support. And we will read out all of your ultra chats before the end of the show. The first one, Riot DR says, first off, love you guys. Thank you for all the content that gets me through work. Second, this main event was quite exceptional. Always great to see Ziggles wrestle the way Ziggles can. Third, Malcolm Bivens is a treasure and must be protected more later. Absolutely, Malcolm Bivens is absolutely a treasure and must be protected. The, the little sweat on the side of his head while he gave the thumbs up. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> There's few guys that have the same sort of comedic timing on the WWE roster, on the NXT roster, and pro wrestling in general compared to uh, Malcolm Bivens. He, he's very much over with me. Uh, one from uh, from Raw that was missed, uh, Micah Pellegrini says, Hey guys, Stone Cold is from Texas, the Lone Star State. Star, Stardust, Cody versus Stone Cold. It all makes sense. I no longer watch Raw, so my best friend tells me what happens in real time as it happens. Still better than Raw. All the best. I watched Raw this week because I thought Cody might show up, and that's something that you probably want to see live. So I watched, like, all... I didn't, like, hardcore pay attention, but it was on. But it was on for the whole three hours, which is more Raw than I'd probably watched... And I don't even know when the last time I would have watched Raw would be. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. If Edge is on, I might watch Raw. But that, that that's about it. I mean, Edge's promo was good, but it yeah. it really, I really was hoping that someone would interrupt him because you just had a Hall of Famer, an eleven time World <laughs> Champion, basically begging to, for someone to verse him at WrestleMania, and no one answered him. Like, it just felt like, come on, guys. <laughs> uh, he said he was phenomenal that has to be where it's leading right i was like he says phenomenal hit aj's music let's just get it done he doesn't have to talk just do the stare down shake point to the sign do whatever you need to do get it done yeah. <laughs> do do the undertaker triple h thing where they just walk out look at each other look at the sign and be like yep and and that's it you don't need yeah. to do anything else ah whatever it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and the final ultra chat before we get into the rest of the show. Van Twinblade donates five dollars to say Effie's big gay brunch over WrestleMania. Hashtag wrestling is gay. Both of those statements are correct. I can't wait to watch Big Gay Brunch again. WrestleMania weekend. Wrestling is gay. Wrestling should be gay. For the rest of this show, our first match after all of that nonsense with Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler was LA Knight taking on Grayson Waller. LA Knight got the shine going into the break. Waller got the heat until LA Knight cut him off. He was doing his little rolling inside the ring uh, stunner thing. Got hit with a back suplex instead. And then we had a really weird finish where it looked like the whole idea was 
LA Knight was going to hit his finish, his little headlock driver on Grayson Waller, only for Sanga to grab his arm over the top rope and like keep him from getting tugged down. They messed up the timing of that. It looked real wonky. And then Grayson Waller just kind of pinned uh, LA Knight. Like it's supposed to be a roll up, but he just kind of like pinned him. Uh, it was it was really odd. And then LA Knight laid out Grayson Waller and Sanga after the match. We're going to go again. Esprit 3, what did you think of this? I was like, so none of this mattered. No one gets over. No one gets the one up. It's kind of 50-50 booking at its best for something that last week when you saw their promo segment, you would have thought that they were leading into a whole big blow off this week that they could have got the main event spot, but they got the opener. They gave them a little bit of time, but not enough time to for the amount of like television time this feud has gotten when they remind us during the entrances this started all the way back at Halloween Havoc over hosting the show and now we're wow. here in February going into March and it's still not over but it sounds like in the post match he's setting up a last man standing match I don't know if that's going to be as stand and deliver based on how long they've devoted to the storyline it kind of <laughs> makes sense that it would be there this could also go down on in the next couple of weeks that's why I said like with the with the kind of the vibe of the show they did build up stand in the liver but they also were talking about like the road to wrestlemania weekend and that there's going to be important matches there was an important match set up for la for next week and i think we're going to probably see this last man standing match in the weeks leading up to stand in the liver this was okay but like i said it kind of nullified itself by the post match right and I thought the same thing going into this because I forgot that this dated back even further to Halloween Havoc. I was like, this has like been going on since War Games. And War Games was like two months ago. Why are we still going? I will say about this feud in particular and really everything they've done with Grayson Waller, because I don't think he's doing bad work. You know, he's, he's a serviceable geek heel. But we're here now months later and like they were doing the the getting crotched on the top rope and then shaking the top rope spot you know this was like a fairly light-hearted match you know this wasn't like a grudge match to settle the feud he's grayson waller's felt less important pretty much every week after the johnny gargano angle which to me was like well, there's the guy that's going to beat Braun Breaker. Like, there's your top heel of the promotion. They'll build that match up, and then you'll have Grayson Waller be the top champion and build up for the next baby face, and you go on and on. I don't feel that way anymore. Like, I don't think he's close to that same level that he was when he, you know, took out Johnny Gargano, perhaps for the final time in NXT. We still don't know. Uh, he just feels like he's having a mid-card feud with LA Knight, and that's... That's all it is, and it'll be blown off in a last-man-standing match, which will probably be fine. But, I don't know. It just doesn't quite feel as important as I thought it was going to. Yeah, you would think that this is the type of feud that could elevate both guys because LA Knight has the promo skills, the character work to kind of be a main eventer. And based on that whole angle with Johnny Gargano, you're thinking, okay, Grayson Waller is their next like top heel. And then the other guy that they kind of turned at the same time was uh, Von Wagner. And neither one of them seem like they are the people that they were right after their big turns on the same episode, they kind of, you yeah. know, you had one beat down Kyle O'Reilly, one beat down Johnny Gargano. And then we're here two months later. And it's like, 
these are the guys you were supposed to be building behind. I don't think they're supposed to be where they at. And they've really tried with Grayson Waller. He's feuded yeah. with former two-time WWE champion AJ Styles. They gave him a heater just in case no one believed that he could beat people. Now he's got a heater in Sangha. And it's nothing. There's nothing there. And that's what I kind of said when they were devoting so much time to him during the AJ Styles feud. When I saw him on Raw, not get much of a reaction. When I see him on NXT every week, I'm like, he's not that guy. <laughs> like, like you, if you want to build up a, a future top heel, you got a guy doing that by just wrestling great matches in Carmelo Hayes. So why don't you just focus on that? Because he has the talent to do it. You're trying to you're trying to put a round peg in a square hole with Grayson Waller. He's gonna be a very reliable mid card heel. Just don't focus on him like he's a main eventer because it's gonna feel empty. I mean, I I struggle to disagree with you when you when you say it like that. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to take the title off Braun Breaker, if you want to keep him in NXT for that long. Carmelo Hayes is as good an option as anybody. I don't know if you want to go and put the title back on someone from like the NXT 1.0 era, like a Pete Dunne, Cameron Grimes, Tommaso Ciampa type of guy. I don't think they want to do that. So if they want to try and transition that title reign over to somebody new, I think Carmelo Hayes is pretty much as good an option as you're going to find. So we continue on because we had a lot of play for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic on the women's side this time. And we saw that with Dakota Kai coming up to Wendy Chu and being like, you put us in the Dusty Cup? Why didn't you tell me? And she was like, well, I told your friend, the one you're always talking to. And it is goof, goofy, lighthearted fun. And Dakota Kai has her latest mental breakdown where she's having her split personality talking to her invisible friend saying maybe Wendy Chu can be like, the third time's the charm with friends. Maybe I won't turn on this friend, which I don't know how I'd feel about that if I was Wendy Chu, but that does give Dakota Kai some character motivation, which she just hasn't had for like the last six months, basically since the Raquel Gonzalez match happened. So for the sake of that, I'm glad that we're getting some sort of development on the part of Dakota Kai. This has the potential to be like a fun team, at the same time, I'm not expecting them to make it past, like, the first or second match. So, it should be fun, but I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll let it play out. I'll let it play out, but not with a ton of optimism. Yes, this very obviously seems to be setting up a singles match more yeah. than it is a long, a long extended tag team run with these two. But, you know, you look at the brackets, it does set up if they win their first round matchup for the second round for them to verse Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. That has a lot of story. The first two women that won the women's uh, Dusty Rhodes tag team classic going up against each other. So that should be fun. Uh, there's a lot of segments on NXT. I don't know what I'm watching. Like this one, <laughs> this one was one of the where I felt like I was watching a, an old episode of Mad TV than I was NXT. Like I, I really, and there was other segments on this night where I was like, "Am I watching a reality show? What am I watching here? This doesn't feel like professional wrestling all the time." But at least Dakota Kai has a story because they have 
criminally uh, dealt her wrong because she should already be on the main roster. Like I've heard people say, you know, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai should be on the main roster. At least they got stories. Like Dakota Kai doesn't really have a story. They have kind of just tacked this on, but it hasn't felt like she, like you said, it hasn't had a real something of substance since that Raquel Gonzalez feud. Yeah, I, I she's been in NXT for so long. Give her something to do. Uh, so we had Toxic Attraction going to the Toxic Lounge, which is her their version of like the little crow's nest area in the NXT building. And they were going to watch all of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic matches. And the first one we got here was Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray against Lash Legend and Amari Miller. Now, Lash Legend is supposedly very green, like very, very green. The reason that she was supposedly doing lashing out with Lash Legend was because her in-ring work wasn't there. They, these, this was the word out of the performance center. That being said, for this match, I didn't think that she did anything wrong. It was a very simple match. It was a squash match, basically. You know, Amari Miller and Lash Legend got very little offense. But Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray were able to get the win with, with the KLR bomb and then the moonsault. So there isn't much to complain about here, but it was a very short match. Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray move on to the next, you know, next round of the tournament. I don't think there's a whole lot to take away from this match, but SB3, your thoughts? No, not really too much to take away. I mean, Io and Kaylee Ray are kind of the favorites, and you kind of didn't see another option than for them to win this match. And I do agree with you with Lash Legend. Like, because of all the things I heard and the infamous match she had on 205 Live with Saray that is already being called the worst match of the year, I thought that I was going to see Jenna Maraca or Charmel versus <laughs> each other at Victory Road. And it, it was like, you know, she's just, she's just a green worker in NXT. I, I, I like the fact that we see that often on NXT, so it's not really a big deal when someone else that's green is working so i'm willing to give her time because she does have the size and a nice look to it oh, that's fair i think that's fair and again i think it's hilarious that io shirai and kaylee ray are like the favorites in the tournament it was like the first time they've ever been a tag team their well, first match together ever to be fair like with the first one they gave it to like a tag team a partnership uh -huh. that we knew of of dakota kai and raquel gonzalez but the dusty roll tag team classic who was the first winners Finn it's Balor true. and Samoa Joe. They need like true. an all-star tag team to win this to kind of solidify it on the same level as the men's tournament. And I feel like EO and Kaylee kind of fit the bill. I don't disagree. And you bring up a good point. I think I would be I would be less put off by this if there were tag teams in the tournament. <laughs> if they weren't all thrown together tag teams. There's like Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So uh, it's neither here nor there, but it's 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 fine. It's fine. I mean, if you want to talk about segments backstage that I don't understand, we got Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen having their running series of segments throughout this show, trying to get Brooks Jensen to do videos for a dating app. And we might as well talk about all three of them here. Please, I, I don't want to keep going back to them. the highlight of the show. This gave uh, me the most laughs. Like this was so bad, it was hilarious. <laughs> we get we got the first we got the first one where he's like, "Oh, we we need to set you up for a dating app. Talk about yourself." And hey, my name's Briggs. Oh wait, no, that's your name. Couldn't get. Uh, 
The writing in these segments is appalling. But that's the first one. The first one is Jensen doesn't know his own name. So we're already dealing with the sharpest of tools in this in this here NXT shed. The second one, he's he just keeps babbling on about it's like, well, you know, I like girls, you know, I like guys, but no, not like that, but not like there's anything wrong with that. Whew. And then finally the third one, the same girl that they were talking to last week was just like, Oh, you know, you could just use a picture here, click, let me set it up for you. And he's like, Briggs, why why have we been doing this for an hour and a half? And he's like, well, you, you're funny. You, you make me laugh. Your your struggles and your pain make me laugh. So great friend you got there. But what are we watching here? NXT 2.0 is a sketch comedy show. The problem is their sketch comedy is not funny, at least not in the way that they want it to be. And no. It's appalling to me because there's two different storylines on WWE TV right now where the sole point of the story is that there's a dude in the friend zone. We got we got Reggie and Dana Brooke on Raw, and we got Brooks Jensen and Caden Carter on NXT. How do we have two exactly the same? The only difference is one of those rival or one of those storylines has a 24-7 title attached to it. Otherwise, these are exactly the same. Yeah. Um oh, nonsense. WWE is not the most creative company. So you're going to see a lot of retread. Nine times out of ten, the world title feuds on Raw and SmackDown are not very much different in the way they are booked. You get a contract signing here. You get a face-to-face promo. You'll get a week where they both separately cut promos. And then you'll get a match that interacts someone that knows the champion versus the challenger. That's how the world title feuds work. So you're going to see kind of mismatch with NXT and Raw, but at least on Raw, you know, the 24-7 title makes it interesting. They've traded back, you know, the two people that, you know, the guy who's in the friend zone and the girl. WWE is trying to get across the message that the friend zone is horrible and you're a cornball and a lame if you're in it, basically. That's the message that they are trying to get across clearly from both shows because Brooks Jensen is pathetic. And I felt like I was, I was, I'm, I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the character, ladies and gentlemen. Like, that's what yeah. the message that we get across. He's so pathetic that his friend, who's a professional wrestler, who we also know likes to drink and go to the bar, he'd rather not drink. He'd rather not wrestle. He'd rather just see how pathetic his friend is and videotape him. For an app of, I don't know what type of dating app you need videos of (laughs) and why Jensen thought he needed to be here for an hour and a half and talk about it. But like I said, it was so bad. I laughed. I laughed a lot at this because I was just like, this is just so bad that if I don't cringe, I just have to laugh. You laugh so you don't cringe. Yes. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. I, I don't see how they're going to like build this tag team to be anything of right. worth going farther, though. I mean, I was about to say, like, what's the end goal here? Is Brooks Jensen supposed to get cheered the next time he's on television? I would not be cheering this man. I can tell you that right now. We had Dante Chen backstage saying that this was going to be his day for vengeance and he's going to not, Duke Hudson's not going to be able to sweep Persia off of her feet because he won't have a leg to stand on. That didn't happen because Dante Chen attacked Duke Hudson during their entrance and then just kind of beat him up around the ring for a little while. Got, got a decent 
them out of fire. And then Duke Hudson just hit a big boot in his razor's edge and beat him. Get on Dante Chen. You know, like Dante Chen came back after his injury. And I saw his little promo where he was just like, you know, all I wanted to do was wrestle in front of my father. And he got to see my debut match, but I got hurt. And then I wasn't able to wrestle in front of him again. And then he passed away. So now I'm coming back. And every match that I wrestle is going to be for you, Dad. And I was like, oh, God, put the title on him. Put the title on him right now. Right. And then eventually that match, his return match, was interrupted by Duke Hudson. And I was like, okay, well, you better beat Duke Hudson. And then he didn't beat Duke Hudson. And he got beaten in, like, very, very decisive fashion. So, I don't know. I think they're missing the boat here because – Again, I think this is WWE looking at Duke Hudson and being like, he's big. Looking at Dante Chen and being like, he's small. And not worrying about the fact that Dante Chen has a much more interesting and intriguing story of the two of them at the moment. So that's disappointing. But also, it's WWE. And I'm I'm not surprised by those things. This is when you really realize that the main roster creative is here in NXT because, like you said, that Dante Chan video package where he talked about his time away, you know, uh, fam- uh, loss in the family, it gave you a connection to him as a fan. And then in his debut match, he doesn't even get the victory. He gets beat down by Duke Husson, who was a poker player before we saw him last, and then He's totally dominated this feud. He jumped him the week. Then Dante Chen returned. Then the following week, he hit him in the leg and laid him out. And then this week, without even cheating, he just beats Dante Chen. I think that they just established too many of these new stars. They try to introduce everybody and throw things at the wall. And they just present them as lame. Like, there's a lot of characters on the show that are just like, well, he's lame. He's going to be a main roster jobber to the stars. Like, it's like you don't give them a path to secede where people can see them for the first couple of weeks and be like, man, he's going to be great on the main roster and he's going to do great here in NXT. They don't do that. They just introduce so many people. And although people have a great connection to the fans or can create that, like Dante Chen, they don't develop them or don't invest them. Yeah, and honestly, because I kind of look at it the same way that I look at something like AEW, and people will, because <laughs> look at that, you know, people will get upset by this, but yeah, in AEW, you see the people that they bring into the company that don't get a lot of wins, right? Like a Dante Martin at first, like a Lee Moriarty, a Daniel Garcia, that sort of thing. The people who start off low, yeah. but they do a good enough job of establishing to the audience that these guys are stars and they will get better and they're just young, they're inexperienced, they're not winners yet. I never feel the same way when I'm watching NXT and you got people like Dante Chen, Idris Anofe, Malik Blade, now Draco Anthony, you know, yeah. but this this kind of tier of guys where they like do one week of vignettes, they bring them in and then they're just job guys. I don't feel like these guys are young and learning and they're going to develop their craft and become better wrestlers and better members of the NXT roster. I just see it's like, okay, well, there's another job guy. And that's disappointing because I look at all four of those guys and I was like, they should be ones that they're, you know, they don't need to win right off the bat, but you need to tell me that they have the potential to win. And yeah. I don't think that NXT does that very well. That's no. just me. 
No, they don't. Like like you said, those guys, you could you could tell me one of their names and I'll probably confuse them with the other one because they got to all put them on the same tier. They are not that important. And you know the company is not going to invest in them, at least for right now. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It really is. Uh, but next we had a in-ring promo from Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Melo says that t- tonight was a mellobration, brags about having the match of the night last week of Vengeance Day and beating Pete Dunne, says that no one uh, was talking about Braun Breaker or Pete Dunne. Trick brings up Stand and Deliver, and then Pete Dunne comes out. Dunne dares Melo to have a match next week, and Melo agrees. And so we're going to – I thought this was going to be a Stand and Deliver match for sure. But we're getting it next week. That being said, this will probably have a DQ finish or some sort of schmoz. And then they'll just do the match again at the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, live event, whatever you want to call it, whatever stand and deliver is. I don't know what their corporate jargon is. Uh, but this led to Cameron Grimes attacking uh, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes after the promo. This led to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. This was another match where I thought, man, Trick Williams is green. You know, he does a lot of kicks. A lot of kicks. He should be the leader of Team Trick. That's a joke that's also going into my edit review, which it's it's hard to, to say. Like, usually I'll repeat some jokes from my edited review, but yeah. this is now going up before the edited review. So maybe now I'm taking some of the impact away from them. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They had a match. It was pretty basic. Trick Williams' offense is mostly kicks. Cameron, he was just kind of green. They messed up an arm drag fairly badly but Cameron Grimes went for like a he went for a big cross body and if you time it right if you time the turn to the cross body it looks really good I remember Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston did it like perfectly like 12 years ago yeah this was not perfectly timed and it looked like Cameron Grimes just kind of like wiped out Trick Williams but that then led into the cave-in and Cameron Grimes just got the win it's another one of those matches where I say it's developmental and there are people here that don't wrestle real good. And that's okay. That's okay for, to have matches like this. But that doesn't mean it's not a bad match. You know what I no, mean? No, it could be both. They could be trying yeah. to get, get them experience, get them time in the ring, get them seasoning. But they're going to be green, so it's not going to be a good match. And this wasn't a good match. Like uh, Trick Williams very much reminds me of Orlando Jordan in the ring. If you if you remember Orlando Jordan when he first started out, all he did was those stomps and a, a, maybe an athletic move or two, but it was mostly those stomps. And it was very reminiscent the way Trick Williams does it. So that's why I got that vibe during this matchup. Trick has a great personality. He's really mm-hmm. good on the mic. He's funny. So I I think that they found him a good role as the second to Carmelo Hayes. So they just need to get him more time, more seasoning. And yes, that means us as fans have to deal with a couple of bad matches. But I think that they are setting up a triple threat at Stand and Deliver. I think it's going to be Cameron Grimes, Pete Dunne, and Carmelo Hayes because of the way that um, he won last week, Carmelo Hayes, over Cameron Grimes with the with the help of Trick Williams. I think it sets up that Cameron Grimes still wants another opportunity. He's a big star for NXT. He should be on the Stand and Deliver card. And a triple threat between those three guys, that's going to be match of the night in my opinion. I don't think there's any chance of it not being match of, match of the night. Like, that sounds fantastic. I'm absolutely with you there. I want to see it. Uh, we had the other Brooks Jensen 
dating app thing. And mo- moving on, we had Braun Breaker checking in on Tommaso Champa. Champa says that it's Breaker one, Champa one, and he needs to know who's better. At some point, we're going to get another match between these two. I do. I said this last week, maybe the week before, but I do hope that they do these as like a series of singles matches for Braun Breaker. I just like the stories that he tells better when it's singles matches than if they did, you know, put all the people together. It's Dolph Ziggler, Santos Escobar, it's Tommaso Ciampa, all at once. And I don't need to do that. Andre Chase. Now this, this to me was a very interesting segment. Andre Chase is at Chase University. They have, they have B-roll of a real university. So in kayfabe, in WWE canon, Chase University exists and is a place. It's it it's out there. It might be in the same place as Parts Unknown. It, it's but in Orlando, maybe. It's in Orlando. Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown is just Orlando, Florida. I'll be real. Yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble. This is where the Ultimate Warrior comes from. Anywho, anywho, he's got his little class of like six people, right? This tiny little classroom, and he's talking about intestinal fortitude. And it's like, this is something that you need if you're going to be successful in the ring or in life. And he's talking about it. So what does intestinal fortitude mean? It means you've got balls. Incorrect, sir. Intestinal fortitude. Your intestines. Intestinal fortitude means you have guts. Yes. That's what that means. Yes. Testicular fortitude. Did Mick Foley teach you nothing? Testicular fortitude means you have balls. Anywho, some dude asked him about how are you ever going to beat Von Wagner? And he's like, oh, I'm going to kick his ass. Doesn't matter. They're doing an Andre Chase Von Wagner match. I don't care. How do you mess up intestinal fortitude and, and whatever he was talking about? Uh, I don't understand how he confused the <laughs> two and he's the teacher. I felt yeah. like this is like 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 a Mad TV or Key and Peele version of Shane Douglas' character. Like, 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 that's what Andre Chase is with these classroom segments. And sometimes they hit, sometimes they're funny. But this one, yeah. How did you? That's guts. Yeah. Guts, balls, two different places. One's above the other. Like, <laughs> just to give He's you a hit. Qualified. Not qualified <laughs> to be a teacher. The next match we had, and I know there are people that are looking forward to hearing people talk about this, was the debut of Nikita Lyons taking on Ke- Kayla Inlay. This was basically a squash. Wasn't a whole lot to this. Kayla Inlay got some offense in, more than I was expecting. But Nikita Lyons, this was her match to like show off the moves that she's going to do. She hit a German suplex. She hit a spinning roundhouse kick. And then she hit Molina's old like s- splits leg drop. And that had Twitter going real crazy last night. Because, I mean, it's Twitter. She got the win with that move. She got the win with her split-legged drop. I keep wanting to call it a drop kick. It's not a drop kick. It's a leg drop. It's a leg drop. Maybe if she's stealing from if she's stealing from Molina, maybe one day she can be a Quizzlemania champion. Hey, you never know. She she's very talented. She she could do the round where they do the singing. You know, she has a singing background (laughs) from her family. She's second generation, so. Maybe maybe there'll be a dancing round introduced to Quizzlemania at some point. Maybe you never know. There, there's there's know. a lot to do there. All I all I will say is that I think that Nikita Lyons looked like a star. 
She was mm-hmm. presented as a star. She stood out. And this was the first time during this whole NXT 2.0 rebrand that I felt like they had a female star. I think that Cora Jade is very talented and has a lot of skills and could be an underdog babyface. But she doesn't really scream star power to me. And, you know, we've talked about the Lash Legends. There's the Amari Millers of the world. Wendy True is a great comedy character. But there was nobody that I could be like, well, that girl's going to be NXT Women's Champion in a year. And this was the first time it felt like that because she has the look that Vince loves. This is that that we all know that. And she looks athletic. That kick that she hit at the end looked very impressive. So she has some poise to her, some confidence. She's a little green, but I think the one nitpick and the one mistake that they made was having any offense on her, having her sell. Because the oh. thing with green wrestlers is they don't look green if they're on offense a lot of times. And she didn't. When she was on offense, she knew what she was going to do, wanted to do, and she did it. It was when she had to sell is when you were like, uh, yeah, she she hasn't wrestled a lot. That was that was the only time. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why couldn't they just make her the female hook? All you had to do here is make it 90 seconds to two minutes, let her hit some kicks, let her hit her offense, look good, get the get the social media talking with the finish, and then get out of there. It's a real WWE thing where they think the fans want to see what the babyface looks like selling in their debut. I remember Asuka did her debut on the main roster and she was selling for like the entire match against Emma. It's like, no, we want to see the new people just be badasses and be heroes and be the babyfaces. Like, show me why I should cheer for this person, not why they almost get beat. I don't know. It's just a difference in philosophy, but they've never gotten it. Uh, after this, we had Duke Hudson backstage planting a smooch, a smooch of all smooches on Persia Parada, only for Indy Hartwell to walk in. Indy Hartwell's appalled. Duke says that that Indy used to like it, and she says that was a long time ago. Duke Hudson says it doesn't have to be. Immediately macking on Indy Hartwell two seconds after Persia Parada walked off. This man is a whole way suit does not need to be trusted whatsoever. And then Dexter Loomis was standing in the corner and, and he got sad and walked away. So trouble in paradise for Dex for index. I don't know. I Man. don't know. Duke Hudson playing the role of Nate Jacobs, uh, between <laughs> and Maddie playing, cool. <laughs> playing those roles as Indy and, uh, Persia. And yeah, I mean, this is interesting. It's another way for them to use this index relationship, which has kind of been dormant since they got married and since Gargano and LaRae left. So I understand this is a story it has some background because they did, you know, have a past relationship, apparently, with Indy and uh, Duke. So we're told. So we're told, but it, it seems like <laughs> one of the few tag teams, Indy and Persia, that you have in this women's tag team division are on their way to splitting up. So it's like, then you're just going to have two tag teams again, Toxic Attraction yeah. and Casey and Caden. It seems like we're reverting back to that again. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Look, there's so much love in NXT. I don't know what's going on. You got Brooks Jensen being pathetic you've got this you had zion quinn and santos escobar zion quinn has not been seen since that devastating loss and all this comes after index i don't know maybe they do just want to write romantic comedies and such what have you 
Robert Stone says Andre Chase is living in Von Wagner's world. I do not care about that feud whatsoever. Malcolm Bivens has an in-ring promo talking about Imperium. Says Imperium uh, has never won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Imperium come out. They chant Walter like a lot. They chant Walter a lot, but he's like, oh, it's pronounced Gunther. No, it's not, Sean. Because Malcolm was calling him Gunna. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but I just I I don't I don't want to I don't want to deal with it. I'm not dealing with it today. Uh, the, the Creeds and, and Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel they they got into a big brawl and Walter was like cornering Malcolm Bivens, and Solo Sokol was the one to drop Walter and get the big thumbs up from Malcolm Bivens. This is pretty much just more of what we saw last week, but now with the Creed brothers involved, we're setting up that tag title match. That'll probably be for Stand and Deliver, and I think that's pretty good. I think the Creed brothers. should probably get those belts next if they don't they better have someone else in mind because the creed brothers are great but otherwise it's a solid little segment yeah the creed brothers need to get those tag team titles like they have very much that steiner energy and i think they mm-hmm. would be well and they i think you made the comparison to them like the authors of pain who's won right. the dusty rose tag team classic you get kind of a feel of both of those teams when the creed brothers are out there and i think with imperium who are very underrated and have been having you know banger tag team matches the last couple of months with msk i think they can get that some of that magic with the creeds here solo sokoa and uh Walter, Gunther, whatever you want to call him. I, I like that because it's keeping them busy because I kind of felt all along that they were building up Gunther to be the next one to verse Braun Breaker after mm-hmm. WrestleMania season, after Dolph Ziggler. I wouldn't have been opposed to them versing at Stand and Deliver because I feel like, you know, Gunther is like the monster heel of NXT 2.0, so I wouldn't have mind that. But him and Solo Sokoa going at it, it helps out Sokoa. He has now this, like, big obstacle to overcome. I think Walter is going to win next week, but I think this is a nice thing to keep them busy until either one of them get into the title picture. And Malcolm Bivens had one of my favorite lines of the week. Axon, Axon, uh, Imperium, are you one Mike or are you Uchi Wally? Are you who's the real? <laughs> I marked out for that. I was like, Malcolm Bivens, you're the man. Malcolm Bivens is indeed a treasure and needs to be protected. <laughs> so we had the final of Brooks Jensen's dating app saga, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Joe Gacy and Harlan confronting Draco Anthony in a gym, and it's going to be Draco Anthony against Harlan next week. Cool, whatever. We had the next match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is Ivy Nile and Tatum Maxley. The, if I've ever heard of a, of a name generator, just we need a wrestler name for this week for a job, or let's just type it in right here. Tata Maxley. That's going to be her name. They took on Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. I thought Ivy Nile was by far the most impressive looking of the four competitors. I think she should be like the next NXT women's champion. She's fantastic. I love her presentation, the whole deal. Uh, she managed to get a near fall on, uh, I believe, I believe it was Caden Carter with a magic killer, which was kind of like a kind of come out of nowhere. That's like, pretty big tag finisher you know like people still use that and such so just to see it used by a random thrown together team i was like well that's kind of interesting but casey K- uh, catanzaro and caden carter were able to hit their neck breaker 450 combo on tatum Maxley for the win after the match ivy nile choked out tatum Maxley with her uh her dragon sleeper and then roderick strong had to be like no no that's enough come on Reel it in, reel it in. So I like that they're protecting Ivy Nile. I do, I wouldn't advocate for them beating her in any any form, 
But if you're going to do it, this is a pretty good way to uh, have her keep her heat. And of course, I mean, the Casey Catton's are and Caden Carter is one of the only actual tag teams in this tournament. So you pretty much had to have them win. Yeah, eventually they're going to have to get to them getting a shot at the women's tag team titles because it's like, how long can you keep these girls together without them even getting a shot at the women's tag team titles? Because they feel like they've been a while around for a while without even getting an opportunity at the titles. Uh, Tatum Paxley definitely sounds like a character in Degrassi or it should be <laughs> on the reboot that's coming to HBO Max for sure. Um, Ivy now, yeah, I definitely agree with you. She gives me kind of the Shayna Baszler vibes where mm -hmm. she can kind of just run through the entire women's division. I think they're taking it slow with her though. So that's why I don't see her like as the star power that I saw with like Nikita Lyons, but definitely those right. two are like ahead of, ahead of the pack as far as the women's division for newer stars that they've um, introduced. But this match was okay. I love the finish by uh, Casey and Caden, the old skull and bones finish by Motorcina Machine Guns, but with uh, Casey hitting the 450, that looks great. And, it, and that was a cool finish to this matchup, but I don't think they're getting past the next round with Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. I don't think so either. I think Yoshirai and Kaylee Ray will probably win this tournament. Maybe. I can't really think of anybody else who would. So I think that's totally fair. I like Ivy Nile a lot. I don't think she should be like winning the title, you know, at well, stand deliver or anything like that. But I do like her and I want to see her continue to be built up. There is uh, the, the team that's going to be on Rivals 4 of the challenge, Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. Mm, also possible. I don't know where I missed that segment. They had a segment where they went like to a jungle gym. It was actually kind of sweet. It was kind of nice. You know, I'm kind of curmudgeonly about this sort of thing. Like when Vaughn Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly just went to the woods, you know, this, this was a segment where, where Dakota, uh, Dakota Kai, Cora Jade was like, Hey, you've been getting me up at 5. AM every morning. Now you're going to train my way. We're going to go to a jungle gym and just ran around a jungle gym or Raquel Gonzalez is afraid of heights it turns out never heard of this i eh, i don't think she's competed in a ladder match so okay that's fair but regardless she had to conquer her fear of heights so they went and did a jungle gym course and then went ziplining it was more fun than it sounds it was fun it was it was a nice little it was a nice little segment i like that they're having their little bonding moments yeah, they're doing something with this whole, you know, team. And I like the I like what they're doing with a couple of the different tag teams in the women's Dusty Cup. We kind of saw that with Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray last week. We saw last week why is a cameraman in Cora J's house at 5 a.m. Um I, I still I'm still wondering a week a week later, but here we are. <laughs> At least they were outside with the cameraman uh recording them. But this felt like an episode of uh Nickelodeon Guts or mm -hmm. uh MTV the challenge with them going across the jungle gyms and Cora Jade helping her and them bonding. It get it gives you the feeling that they could win the woman's uh Dusty Rose tag team classic, but I think they're gonna make the finals before losing the EO and Kaylee. Nickelodeon intestinal fortitude, I believe is what the show was said uh, as the long form of it was. <laughs> uh, so LA Knight had another backstage segment saying that he will be the last man standing. I think they're leaning into that pretty hard. Uh, we got the announcements that next week, Walter is taking on Sola Sokoa and Carmelo Hayes will be defending the title against Pete Dunn. And then we got our main event, which we've already talked about. 
it was i was about to say it was glorious that's too strong for this episode of nxt the main event segment was glorious that was fine otherwise the rest of the show was fine it was it was pretty typical nxt 2.0 in that most of the middle of the show doesn't really matter a whole lot some matches have stakes but the matches aren't long enough for you to really get invested in it otherwise it's sketch comedy you know and if you like sketch comedy more power to you as some people and we've had people tell the show there are people that just like the dumb comedy on this show so more power to you not my favorite thing in the world but this was not the worst episode of nxt i've ever seen wasn't the best but certainly wasn't the worst no, the the main event definitely keeps it above like the some of the worst uh, episodes we've seen since the 2.0 rebrand. Dolph Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa worked hard. Dolph with one hell of a sell of Project Ciampa. I, I had to mention that because that looked great. And and then the finish sets up a main event for next week. So I love the fact that they build up for the following week is something that I praise about with AEW. Mm-hmm. So I got to praise NXT on it. It's something that they've done since they've d- done this rebrand. So it's something that they've been consistent with. So I like the way that they are moving towards NXT stand in the liver. And I got a lot better feeling on NXT moving forward to WrestleMania season than I did after Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it's not saying a whole lot, but I do agree. We're going to get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. If you want to have yours read in by the end of the show, make sure you go to WrestleTalk or send it in to WrestleTalk.com backslash support, and we will read it out by the end of the show. That being said, that is the last call for Ultra Chats, so get them in now if you haven't already. Riot DR has sent in Nikita Lyons coming out in her gear resembling Mortal Kombat circa 2011 with a Final Fantasy amount of buckles, not necessarily a thirst trap walks in sexy sexy slow-mo and strikes model poses she's a dancer still not a thirst trap unnecessary splits pin there's a lot going on with Nikita Lyons I think they need to focus her character up a little bit but it's her first week on TV so I'm gonna give it a pass for now but there's a lot going on there's a lot there's a lot going on I've, I've come up with my own backstory of her so yeah you could you could kind of it's open to interpretation. Yeah, I think so. Riot DR also says, okay, Briggs and Jensen are supposed to be bar brawlers, right? Could you imagine Bradshaw getting dating tips from Farouk because he got friendzoned by Miss Jackie? Why is this a thing? Also, I'm not convinced Von Wagner is human. L-I-W for life. Von Wagner is a lizard person. I'm convinced by this. Absolutely convinced by this. And now, all I want to see is, bra- is Bradshaw getting dating tips from Farouk. That <laughs> would be funny. Absolutely, like you got, you got to go up to him and be like, "Damn, baby." Um, <laughs> but yes, 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 totally, totally agree with that one. That would be awesome. <sighs> okay, now I'm gonna. My brain is melting just reading this next ultra chat. So bear with me. Matt Carney has donated five dollars to say Tempest. Out of these four options, would you say that NXT at the moment is good, bad slash good, bad? Or good slash bad. Thanks. Help me out, SP3. What does that mean? I, I, I don't I, know what the difference between bad slash good or good slash bad is. <sighs> I think NXT 2.0 is a bad show 
with good qualities. I don't think that it is a good show with bad qualities, you know, because every once in a while you will see like a good movie that has some bad qualities. Maybe the editing's not great. Maybe there's a bad performance. I love Aquaman. Have you ever seen the kid that tries to play young Aquaman, like the teenage Aquaman? Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. That to me is a good movie with some bad qualities. There are also bad movies with good qualities. Like most of the movies that I usually say, including <laughs> the greatest movie of all time. I said forget about it, cuz. Too fast, too furious. <laughs> There are bad movies with good qualities that you can still enjoy. I think that that is NXT 2.0. It's still bad. Look at these comedy segments. Look at them. Look at Briggs and, and Jensen. Briggs and Jensen. Yes, I always get that that mixed up because yeah. it's Briggs and Brooks and whatever. It's it's not it's not it's not good. But it has some entertaining qualities to it. That that's my breakdown. Am I am I on the ball here? Do we think? You're you're on the ball, and there's shows like last week where they just let everybody wrestle, and it's actually right. a good show. So yeah, I think the best way to say it that it's a bad show with some good qualities. And the thing I was gonna say before about uh Von Wagner, I'm pretty sure he's actually the real life Encino man. <laughs> pretty sure. I'm, I'm I like that. I like that explanation as good as any. <laughs> I'm like 85. percent Yeah. Tales P says, you know who's from Texas? He's uh, He's got a wrestling background and just did a beer commercial, so he's the perfect opponent for Kevin Owens. Shaq. Hey, I'm a Lakers fan. Laker great. <laughs> Shaq in the ring. Hey, he just had a five-star classic over in AEW. Come over. Ooh. WrestleMania. Get the WrestleMania match he always wanted. That was a year ago. I know it's crazy. It was, it was crazy. Ten Rosa has donated five dollars to say Tempest. I am a happy man. Foo Fighters just announced a huge stadium show here in Melbourne, Australia, and they're performing next Friday night. So excited! Also, can't wait for Quizlemania, my favorite show of the month. Go SP3. You guys are brilliant. I want to see the Foo Fighters again. Ooh, I'm gonna try and figure that out. But yes, Quizlemania is later today. Make sure that you all go to Parts Unknown. Set your reminders if need be. Quizlemania. This guy, this guy right over here, probably going to win, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who's going to win? Got to find out. And finally, the last one coming in, just under the wire. Legit Underboss has donated $5 to say, is Waller going to be the new Dolph Ziggler? I don't know if anybody can be the new Dolph Ziggler. That's kind of a yeah. one and only kind of difficult to attain position on the roster, I would say. got to be there for like 20 years. <laughs> I, I say that uh, Waller is the wish version of Jeff Jarrett in the late Ooh. 90s. That's that's the kind of the position I can see him. I like that. I agree. So, so Nate Jacobs, right? And I had this conversation with my lady partner as we were watching this this show last night. Cause I would I sit there and I watch Nate Jacobs do his thing. And and week in, week out, men is, is causing trouble. He's a menace, menace to society. This this is like a, a serial killer waiting to happen, right? 
And I sit there and I watch him put the gun to his head and, and do the Russian roulette thing to try and blackmail Maddie and all that, all that yeah. stuff. Spoilers for Euphoria. But it, it, you should forget about this kind of stuff out of context. I see all that and I'm like, I need to set this man on fire. This man needs to be stopped. This man needs to be put down. And then I watched something like that, that play, and I was like, that's not, that's not very nice. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't out people. Like, I want this man dead before I want to see, like, what happened during the show last night, you know, or the last episode. I was like, that's just not right. That's just, that's not a nice thing to do to somebody, even but, if it is a would-be serial killer. But it, it was, it would just felt very ironic, him saying that's homophobic. Oh, that's yeah. one of his character traits, <laughs> is homophobia. And the fact that he kind of has, like, this self-hatred and then that dream he had about his mm -hmm. uh, father and you know we're, we're both wrestling guys so i have to bring this up because we haven't talked about this like our first time knowing <laughs> we, we're both euphoria fans cal jacobs one of the best promos of the year in episode oh, yeah. four of season two <laughs> absolutely that promo coming out to his family is one of the best things i've seen on television Oh, it's fantastic. This show is so good. Anybody that isn't watching Euphoria is missing out. I know a lot of the time, especially with a show like this, it's got like a, a rabid fan base, people talking about it. It's kind of easy to just kind of be like, I'm not going to watch that one, especially if it's like a drama about, you know, teenage girls and stuff. It's very surface level. There's a lot to dismiss about it. It is worth watching. You should go out of your way to see it. Absolutely. 100%. SP3, your closing thoughts on Euphoria before we have to wrap things up. Um, just, yeah, definitely watch it. And Zendaya, you kind of really see her as an actress because you see her as MJ and you kind of just see MJ because she's so good at that. But seeing her in this role, you really see her range. Absolutely. So that will do it for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Of course, make sure you're checking in throughout the week. We've, we've got the AEW podcast. We've got SmackDown and Rampage. We'll have another Raw podcast. I'm sure I'm going to be on more of the bad shows than more of the good shows, but that's fine. That's fine. We're going to make it through. So until then, stay beautiful. Make sure you check out After Dark this week. That's coming this week. Make sure you watch Quizzlemania this week. That's coming later on today. Very exciting stuff. Until then, take care, everyone, and keep being beautiful. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.